This Week in Maroon and Bold, the guys will discuss head coach John Bonamigo's tenure as CMU head coach for the last four years. What's up, everybody? We're back with another edition of Maroon and Bold. I'm CM Life Sports Editor Dylan Getz, here with beat writers Andy McDonald and Evan Petzold. Uh, it's week 14 here on the campus of Central Michigan University. Finally making it to the end after Thanksgiving break. Just a couple more weeks left. Um, thankfully, Thanksgiving provided a pretty nice uh, nice break from all of everything that's going on. You know, it's yeah, pretty thankfully. pretty busy time. Except for Evan. I mean, <laughs> he was working all day on Black Friday. When did you start that day, Evan? Early in the morning when I got up and got my coffee and got on the road and headed to Toledo and then yeah, so, so didn't really Black slow Friday, down yeah, until. Yeah, Black Friday was the day. It was CMU's last football game of the semester. Um, Evan got up early in the morning, went down to Toledo, just covered the game as normal. Obviously, they lost. Uh, and what was new? The bigger, the bigger <laughs> news. Yeah, yeah. The bigger news happened probably a couple hours later after you uh, after you arrived back uh, wherever. Uh, where, well, where I are drove. You from? I drove back home to oh, okay. to my hometown of Macomb, Michigan. Actually, you know, jumped on the couch and started to watch a movie. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, just I mean, yeah, it it was pretty crazy. It was only a couple hours after we, you know, you asked him a couple times in the press conference about what his future was going to be like at CMU that uh, that he was fired, uh, and then you know you got to break the news, Evan, and um, yeah, there there it goes. I mean, we just came on this podcast what two weeks ago and said that Bono, there's no way Bono gets fired, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be Ostrowski. There's got to be some mm-hmm. type of you know. Uh, Something's got to go down, but we didn't think it was going to be Bono, uh, you know, <laughs> and we were proved wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it, it, was, was, it was just crazy, just how it all went down and, and stuff yeah. like that. You ever seen the movie Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> no, I, I have not. What, what, good first half of a movie. I, I didn't see the end of it, oh, but I saw the okay, first half. Yeah. It was pretty good. But, <laughs> nice one, nice But no, one. like, it all just kind of happened so quick and so fast. I think it was before anybody really realized it, like, he was gone. I think that's kind of why, you know, we kind of, we want to dedicate this podcast specifically to him just because of all that he was able to do here and I think Mm -hmm. when things happen so quickly like that and you don't really know that it's coming because you're not really sure yeah a lot of a lot of the great moments I I would say could get overlooked if that makes sense yeah yeah and and it happened also quickly I mean game time started at like 12 Mm -hmm. it was like halftime by the time they're getting blown out you know uh, I think it was in the third or fourth quarter, one of those two the fight. super, you know, like bench clearing fight, you know, brawl between the two teams broke out. And that's, you know, like that's when I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, like this is this is uh, this is an all time low. Yeah, uh, right. it's really getting bad. Like it's it's really getting <laughs> Reality bad. Reality starting to set up. Yeah. And then, you know, after seeing seeing, you know, his kind of comments in the post game interviews and stuff like that, I mean, it, looking back on it now, you know, it kind of hinted at that something was going to happen. He. Uh, later that night when he was fired and, you know, the press release was sent out after we, you know, broke the news, they, that they said that the, uh, you know, the end of the season review was already done. And that was only, you know, they probably weren't even back in Mount Pleasant by then. So, you you know, it happened early. You know, it happened like a week or two before. Well, that was shocking to me, too, because, I mean, from earlier in the season, athletic director Mike Offred, he told me that he doesn't even evaluate coaches until the season is over. And he told me that on multiple yeah. occasions. But this one was definitely that that this definitely was, this happened was done, early. At least before the last game of the season, like he knew it, it himself. If he didn't tell anybody else, he definitely yeah. knew it himself. I mean, yeah. like I don't know if he told anybody or if he kept it that quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, it definitely was something he had in his head. That that kind of a decision doesn't get made unless you have a plan. There's yeah, no way exactly. it's made that quickly either. Yeah. Like right after the game, like that. Like 
I feel like if there really had, if there really was a true end of season review process, it would have taken, taken at least a couple days. At, to le- at least, go over yeah, things yeah, and, for sure. If not, it would have been like you know this week. Yeah. Like it, it would have been you know at least like a week long. But but hey, I mean, <laughs> we were all surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad glad we were the you know the first ones to get the news out there, and we got to break in and everything. Here's that the other was, thing too. Nice. I, I don't want to. I, I feel bad cutting you off, but the other thing too is, I think people are under the impression that CM Life hated John Bonamigo. I think I think sometimes people think that. I, yeah. I really do. But do we though? I mean, no, we don't. That's the point. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally, like, yeah, we got to write the story that that he got fired. Yeah, we got to I mean, write it. Like we, that's part you, of that's to. part of news. But at the same time, I know all three of us, and I'm speaking for myself and for you guys as well. I know we'll get into this in a little bit, but mm-hmm. we love the guy. I mean, he, yeah, he was, I, he was great. He was the, great for the university. He was always nice. He was always welcoming. He was just a good guy. I think the most important thing that. Others have to realize, well, like our jobs, you know, we can't really, I mean, we can like somebody, we can't like somebody. It's not like we can take a stance if they get fired. You know, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't not report that he was fired or we can't, you know, we can't do that kind of stuff. You know, I, I'll say anything about Bono. I mean, he was a true, you know, he was a true CMU guy and he loves this place. I mean, <laughs> that was, that was apparent, uh, just from the first time I ever spoke to him. Uh, and until now, and he's always went out of his way to help us out specifically. So I got a lot of respect for you know the person that he is, but the the fact of the matter is he just couldn't get it done on the field. Yeah. Um, which you know that'll cause you to lose your job in this kind of business. I mean, yeah, it's to me it was crazy just how fast things can change in a year. I mean, you're talking about a team from a season ago that went eight and four in the regular season. Obviously, didn't have the bowl game they wanted to have, but like. Things felt positive, not not because of the way, like, you know, 8-4 and four might not seem like the greatest year, but it's the way at the end of the season. I mean, they they won, I think it was, you know, six or five out of the last six games or whatever it was going mm-hmm. in the bowl game, and I think it just really brought, like, the spirits up around the football program. You know, even though they were losing a bunch of people, you had the confidence that Bonamigo had this, you know, thing going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I think when, you know, what kind of happened this year, I think the, the first, like, alarm that just went off to everybody was when they lost to Kansas, the team that, you know, hadn't lost a, a, or won a true road game in however many years, like, that was the first sign, like, you know, wow, this this te- you know this program mm-hmm. might be a little bit further back than, you know, we thought. Or they might not have the talent there that, you know, we thought that they might have. I think it could have been hidden with some people that were already there before Bono was there or whatever. You know, some of these some of these seniors that he had, maybe getting a grad transfer to play quarterback. I think people might have started to doubt his recruits a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that uh, when it comes to, you know, Michael Alfred himself, it, I think it says a lot about him, uh, the fact that he made the decision so quickly to get rid of him and everything that, Maybe he doesn't care about this whole thing of, you know, what do we always kind of hit on CMU Athletics about is that they mm. care so much about the people that are, like, you know, in their program. Like, they'll always kind of put them first. Yeah. He well, just, I think I think He just honestly, made the decision, man. Honestly, I think it looks makes Michael Alford look like a complete idiot. Yeah. I mean, it was not even a year ago that they re-signed him for five-year well, extension. And he did it himself. Loads, loads of cash. And, and then, you know, <laughs> then that happens, you know, like, not even a year later. He's already out the door. Like, obviously, you're here to build a building, not control the yeah, coach's and this, personnel and, and everything like that. To I say mean, weeks before that, that you're confident in his plan, or you think that he yeah, has them going in the yeah. right direction. I think that. I mean, it's really he's, confusing. He's not going to me. say the opposite, but he could not have said anything at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. that's a part where it just makes me like, you know, I just lost lost some faith in that guy for sure. Like it's like it's a it's a business. He can make the decisions he wants. It might end up being the best move that I you know that CMU football could have had. I don't know yet. I'm just saying I think it was really, really quick to draw conclusions on a guy that, you know, has had some success here 
And yeah, he had a he not a bad year. He had a horrible season. It was. I mean, the don't worst get me ever. wrong. This this was this is a all time low. But like that that team didn't have a lot of talent either. I mean, I I don't know really what he what he could have worked with. I don't know how much you want to blame of him on that. But I mean, they were they were bad. So it. It, it, it's yeah. how much you want to put in the coach, how much you want to put on the team, like the actual talent in the team. That's all up for people to decide themselves of how they want to view it. But I view it as I think that maybe he should have had more time here. That's my I, honest opinion on it. I've always given this take, and I don't know if you guys agree or or not, but you look at the CMU football team, and, and what was the biggest frustration? It was the offense, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of the times people said, you know, Bono doesn't have his quarterbacks together. Bono doesn't have his wide receivers right. Why isn't Bono getting production out of Jonathan Ward? And that was kind of the question, right? But in, in turn, I mean, you had you had four first-team All-Mac you know, defensive players. So on the same token, I, I just felt like personally that same statement should be made about Bono for the defense. You know, how is Bono making his def- defensive players this good? How, how is he doing this? How is he getting him to execute? And like I've talked about so many times, he's a player's coach. I think, it, I think a lot of what happened – had a lot to do with Chris Ostrowski at the offensive coordinator position. I don't think he was a good offensive coordinator this year. I think he struggled a lot. And just solely for that purpose, because you know, Bonamigo was a player's coach, not specifically an offensive or defensive coach, I think he should have got another year. I really do. Get a new coordinator in there, and let's see what you can do now. That That's my mm. that's my thing. I think you just can't throw away the first three years that yeah. you know, weren't. Bad. Yeah, but I mean, but you can though. I mean, you have to at some point, you know. I mean, this guy was this guy couldn't pull one actual win <laughs> out of his football team. Very you true, know, yeah. like is there should he be a player's coach anymore? Like a player's coach, you know, the way I think about it is the guy can hook up all these players with all these connections in the NFL and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's a point when you can't win against another team in the same you know, like conference as you in the same e- e- conference or even Division. on the same, yeah, just anything <laughs> like that. Uh, then you just gotta go. I mean, I I'm not I'm not arguing. I mean, you know, we all we all have a lot of respect for Bono as who he is as a person, but I'm not I'm not so against this this kind of conclusion that they've come to because you know, like, how do you make an excuse for keeping your coach? You know, it's not like those seasons were just crazy. Uh, seven wins, six wins, and eight wins. Yeah. Average, you yeah, know, exactly. at, you know, I mean, you know, last year was last year was probably the best they'll, they'll get in a, in a long time. I, I think so, too. <laughs> but, you know, even that, you know, it's not like the guy was building the program. You know, they were they were kind of just average. Well, yeah, and, the, and, and then the and that, then this year, you know, they're just really bad. I mean, the fact with I mean, yeah, I know that Corey Willis and Tyler Conklin and all those guys were great. But the fact is, without a, a grad transfer quarterback last year, I, I don't think they would have got that many wins either based off yeah. throwing no. the ball around without, this year, too. So. Without Shane Morris, they yeah. would have been real. It would have been tough. It would have been another tough year. It would have so. been, yeah, they would have pulled out a couple wins with the talent that they had, but it yeah. would not nearly have been, you know, close to like eight wins and, you know, all the theatrics that happened, like at the Western game and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, I mean, Anyway, you know, now he's gone. He's fired. He he tweeted out a little heartfelt message about, you know, he loved his time here uh, and, and how much CMU, how much he cares about CMU, um, which, you know, it, it was kind of sad to see him go. I mean, I, I, I wrote the editorial uh, for today's paper, and it was just, you know, we were thanking Bono uh, for his four years here, wishing him the best. Um, you know, I, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't the happiest thing I ever had to write. You know, I was <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I kind of felt bad for him at, at at some point because you know the guy was passionate, and we're gonna share some of our stories about uh, what we remember about Bono, just working with him, seeing him all the time, 
and and some of them some of them will show uh, how how passionate he is for CMU for sure. So Evan, we'll go ahead and start with you. I mean, what's what's something that you remember uh, that you always you know Bono was always say one of his little antics or 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 an anecdote that you have from him? Yeah, you know Bono was a guy that liked to you know compare one thing to another thing even if they uh, were like in no way comparable. I know we, I yeah, know I know yeah. we were talking before the podcast as well about kind of what I was thinking and it was it's definitely got to be you know before the season started it was it was about mid-August and I would I would come up here every week or so for media availability in the spring or in the, excuse me in the fall fall camp and he basically said like that he looks for the same consistency out of his players as he looks for out of McDonald's when he goes to the drive at all the time. Man. So, I mean, you got to remember, <laughs> like, you know how much this guy's making, right? Oh. I mean, he, he's making a boatload of money, and he is talking all about how he loves McDonald's and he, he's going to take it over a five-star restaurant any day. And, like, that's not something that you ever would get out of a coach. It's, like, it's <laughs> consistent. And that's the you point. You know what you're going to get out that Big Mac. And that was, like, the coolest thing to me, too, is because, I mean, there's this guy that's making this much money, and he's just – Plugging McDonald's left yeah, and right, plugging him, just plugging him. You would have thought, you would have thought he did that so often. You would have thought they that he signed a deal or something. You know? Oh my gosh! I, yeah. I went back and asked some of our former sports editors and and reporters and and people who worked with Bono, uh, who have graduated and and worked at Central Michigan Life, and Mackenzie Sanderson, who was a former sports editor. She used that same example. Mm. Uh, she said the one that pops up in the head most, and most of my head is is at the beginning of the season every year. Where he compares the team to McDonald's cheeseburgers, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that too. That he, he seems to do that every year, and it's just even, even with more, the, even with even different reporters, fun. he just yeah. he, he just sticks to that's it. That's just that's just one of his things. <laughs> it, it's kind of goofy, but but hey, that that's Bono, right? Yeah, I like my sure McDonald's, is. so I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I'll yeah, I don't have a problem <laughs> with it. Yeah, it heck yeah. So. How about, um, how about you, Andy? You got one? You got one ready yeah, for me? Yeah, actually, or? it came this year. Even though I mean, I've, I've I met the guy two years ago, almost three years ago now. That's why you know when it kind of came to like for me when he when he left, it was it was just sad because you know I know I know we're not supposed to like I, I guess care about that kind of stuff as much, but he was a good person. He always cared. He's one of the like first people I ever covered here, so it's kind of cool. But I think when, this year I, I remember. Evan and I walked in um, after we both wrote columns um, <laughs> on what we thought their record was going to be this year. And this isn't to take a hit on how they actually uh-huh. finished, um, but I I've predicted they would finish six and six, and Evan said seven and five. And he, he came up and shook our hands like usual. But right after he said, "You know, today I like Evan a little bit more than I like you, Andy." And I was so confused, like just <laughs> thrown off completely. Looked at Evan and I was like, "Why would he say something like that to me?" He goes, "You picked us to have one more loss than them." And I, and I just to myself, I couldn't. I, I just started laughing. I was just like, "Can't believe he actually pointed that out." But like the fact of the matter was, is like no matter what, like he understood that we had to do our jobs. I think, and he was always open to us and allowed us to talk to him. That's like a perfect example mm-hmm. of it. After yeah. that, he wasn't like rude to us. He wasn't. He wasn't like mad about the situation. Mm. He understood that we're just saying how we feel, but he still respected us and took our questions that way. Yeah, he's always been super respectful to any CM Life reporter uh, that I've talked to. I mean, I, the guy used to come into the office. Like I know of three occasions when he came into the office, just brought us some hot and readies. Yeah, you know, just you know, why not? You know, just just as a as a nice thing to do. Uh, he he respected us, and he you know went out of his way to make sure we had everything we needed. Um. And he treated, you know, reporters in a way that, you know, we weren't always familiar with that under Dan Enos and like Butch Jones and guys like yeah. that. You know, they're kind of, you know, not not very nice with the media. I don't, don't like it. But, you know, he, <laughs> a lot he, of coaches he really, aren't he like really, he was to yeah. media. I mean, period. Just And just the way that he was to like 
the town in general. Mm-hmm. Like he cared about this place. I mean, that's yeah, why he was an ambassador. Why, he was a he was a CMU ambassador. Exactly. He, I truly believe when he said, like, you know, you you can take it as a cliche or just think that he didn't really mean it when he says dream job, but he really meant no, that. No, he meant it. Like if you <laughs> yeah. knew him, he meant that. Like yeah. every time he's that's not a joke. Like that's not just saying like, oh, I'm just saying it because I I have the job right now. Like. This is something that's really hard for him to go through, I would imagine, and that that's why, you know, when I when I heard the news come out, it, like, it was hard to take in for a second, I guess, yeah, just because, sure. like, you know him as a person, you're kind of like, wow, like, that really sucks, because, like, mm-hmm. if I, that'd be like, you know, if I had whatever I wanted to get, and I eventually got that job, and it just got taken away and, from me like yeah, that. Yeah, it got taken away from me, yeah. But, I mean, that shows how quick things can change in this business. Yeah, was, I'm going to go ahead and read his his tweet, his little graphic that he, that he put out uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, it says, when I took over as Central Michigan head, Central Michigan's head football coach in 2015, I stated that this was not just a job to me, but rather the job. Uh, from the moment I stepped on CMU's campus in the fall of 1982 uh, as a freshman walk-on, I dreamed of the day that I would join the likes of Bill Kelly, Roy Kramer, and Herb Deromedy in leading this historic program. Although my tenure as your head coach did not end in the way I envisioned, I had nothing... I am nothing but grateful for the past four seasons and the opportunity to lead the Maroon and Gold. Uh, to the students, alumni, and fans, thank you for all the love and support uh, you know, you've shown to me and my family. Uh, to the incredible young men I had the honor to coach, I, wanna th- I can't thank you enough for your efforts uh, and, and the work you put in for in, into our program. Um, not many people are able to say they lived their dream uh, but I lived mine, and I have to thank you all for for making it everything I had imagined. Doesn't that just oh? It's just so weird. Like it when just you, hits you, you when know? you when you think about like other places where coaches get fired and stuff. Like when do you see that like kind of stuff after that, they get fired? No, I mean I I don't. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it's, it's just so it's like so it's so weird to me because mm-hmm. it's like I mean this is where he he went to school and everything, and and all this is where he wanted to be, like. It just, it, I think it just is like, it's so much different of a situation mm-hmm. than other like firings that you yeah. can get. Yeah. Just after reading that again, you know, just, for, I don't know, that's probably like the second, third time I've seen it, but just, you know, I, you got to kind of feel for him at that point because, yeah, you know, he's coming, it, it's coming after, you know, he, he was fired from the job that he, you know, wanted his whole life. Uh, but then again, you know, the stance I kind of took in the editorial, like I mentioned earlier, uh, he he couldn't even you know he couldn't even get one win against a level opponent which you know he he can't do that and expect to keep it yep. yeah at the same time have so, to understand yeah you have to understand one of, one of my favorite memories of Bono was um, I think you were there Andy I told you about this or I told you which one I was gonna do uh, earlier this week and it, I think Zach Libby was there with us too but he leaned in when we were all interviewing him um, <laughs> when one of the punters was you know practicing after. Uh, on the field after after um, after practice, and he was punting, trying to get it through the through the uprights. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then Bono, right after we were, he was done answering a question, he leaned into us and he goes, he and he point he points at the punter on the field. I don't remember who it was, and he goes, "Look at him! I think he's aiming at us." <laughs> <laughs> so like you know we, <laughs> and so we all you know we all kind of laugh, and then uh, you know, a couple questions later. 
ball comes down, hits him like right on the shoulder, and we all just bust <laughs> it. And then Bono starts laughing too, and he's like, "See, I told you guys, you know, like you." And then he like pointed at our recorders. You're like, "You got that right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you send that to me." So, <laughs> yeah. So I just he, he was a real funny guy and predicting, and, uh, predicting what was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. He happen. was just uh, you know, he he was good to be around. Um, like like I said earlier, he was an ambassador for CMU. Uh, him and his wife promoted CMU every chance they got. Um, so I'm going to go through a couple of the other uh, memories that former former editors and reporters had while working with uh, working with Bono. This one's from Greg Wycliffe, uh, which we'll be able to explain a little background about about the the cancer story with with Bono here in a minute. But Greg said the first thing that that came to his mind was when. When Bono said he'd rather have have cancer and go through chemotherapy again than than uh, lose to Western the way they did a couple of years ago, <laughs> that was that's an absolute the, shock. When that yeah, he dropped. said that's the one that sticks out to me the most. Um, yeah, that was crazy. He a few days later he made a public apology, but that was probably a bit bit uh, bit unsensitive. He uh, he yeah. offended a few. <laughs> If that doesn't show your love for a university, though, but yeah, gosh, seriously, you know? like to be able to be mad enough to say something like that and and know like the possible, you know, like repercussions, yeah, repercussions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> I mean, yeah, un- unbelievable. We they they found out. Well, Bono had tonsil cancer his first year here. Shortly after, um, shortly after he was hired, we heard of the story where he was, you know, waking up at like four a.m. every day to drive to Ann Arbor for mm-hmm. chemo and back. Uh, and then you know he would he would work in his office. This wasn't while practice was going on, um, but anyway, uh, after they beat Kent State a year later, uh, and they got bowl eligibility for the first or for the uh, for the second time under under Bono's tenure, he announced that he was cancer free. So he so he beat it, and that was something that really kind of rallied uh, rallied a lot of fans to believe in Bono. I mean, if he could fight cancer, you know. Who cares who's on the field, right? And you know, schedule those Bama games because you know <laughs> he beat cancer. You know, so so that that was really kind of uplifting, and that that had everybody. Um, you know, Bono was beloved when he was here. Everybody knew his head. Everybody knew his face. You know, he was the most recognizable person on campus for sure. Sure. I think uh, Andrew Serma had had a couple of stories. He was he was the. The uh, the editor at the time when me and Andy were hired, he seemed to find a story with anybody that he wanted to find a story with. Oh <laughs> yes, he did. Um, <laughs> love the guy. Lo- yeah, love the guy. Um, <laughs> anyway, he has two stories, so I'm just gonna read them right from the message that he sent me. Um, first one is uh, the summer going into the 2016 and 17 season, or 2016 or 2017 season. He doesn't remember. Uh, he was a summer editor in chief, and he covered the CMU athletics golf outing. Uh, that Bono, George Ross, his wife, and a bunch of other people were playing. And he said, I drove out uh, on a golf cart and met up with Bono and his group on one of the greens. Uh, he's putting for a birdie with this huge, he, he, this is what he said. He's putting for this bird, for this birdie with this huge ass cigar hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> and mind you, this is coming off of his tonsil cancer or whatever. So when I, Went to take photos. He made sure he hid the cigar from sight because Paulette would be upset. He said, uh, "Next, <laughs> <laughs> next, ne- no, it, it goes on. Next tee box, yeah. he offers me a shot. I decline, and he takes one with his group and launches a drive down the pipe. 
<laughs> then he turned and offered me one of the big ass cigars and I took it and it was like a damn trophy for me. <laughs> I called my dad to tell him right away because I thought it was so cool the head football coach of CMU gave me a cigar. <laughs> I can, I can so yeah, see I can that. Just, I can just see him see like Andrew Sermon yeah, like Sermon. what? <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, yeah, that that was the first one. Uh and then I'll go ahead with the second one right here. Uh, he he says then of course when I wrote a harsh column about CMU football after you know a bad or an average season, uh, Bono read it and called me late that night. I was asleep, but when I woke up, I had ten plus missed calls from the guy. So I called him from the office the next morning, and he let me have it. He said, Andrew, I'm trying to build an effing program out here, and you don't even come to the practices every day, and you write this dang article, you know, yada yada, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I went back a little and explained where I was coming from, and he he let him he let me have it through and through. By the end of the call, we were having a really nice conversation, and he expressed uh, how he's worked with with media for professionals in the past, and and you know how how he knows what it works and how it works and everything. Um, and he and he knows some re- reporters, and you know at the time, you know Andrew wanted to be a sports reporter when he you know yeah. when he graduated, so. Uh, that was that was nice of of him to do that, and then he said our relationship the rest of the season was kind of strained. Uh, they had a tough year, but the next summer, Bono texted him completely out of the blue, telling him uh, he had a friend who was starting a website that focused on professional and college football coaching news, uh, and that he recommended Andrew Serma to be the 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 website's like managing editor. Like he he Bono went out of the way and tried to you know, make this guy reach out to him and say wh- whoever his, his buddy was who was starting this website. Uh, you know, he he didn't take the job, but it really showed me how that dude is a Chippewa through and through, supports CMU and CMU students, and is a good guy. Um, that That's what Andrew Andrew said. I, <laughs> I wasn't aware of the second part of that second story, <laughs> but I think he told me, he, t- he told me about the cigar thing one time, but uh, <laughs> if that doesn't show you that's how awesome. much he, you know, I mean, he didn't have to do yeah, that. He didn't, he didn't have do to any do of that. that. He could have just gone about yeah. his business, done his golf, looked the other way, and yeah. never have said a thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that kind of shows how much you know he he cared about this place just as much as any you know any of the fans do. Uh so it, it's got to be tough for him. But you know the thing is, he he couldn't produce anything on the field. They were one eleven this year, and the last game there was a huge brawl. You could kind of tell that. You know, nobody's probably been listening to him for a few weeks now, uh, and that's just kind of what happens after, you know, in a losing season, you just mm-hmm. lose the locker room too. You know, people don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. People, you know. Whether they admit it or not, you know damn well what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, you know, it's it, it's not easy, you know. Uh, <laughs> said it all year. We said, you know, how does that defense just keep going out there and playing the way that they played all season when, you know, they know their offense is simply going to come out and, do nothing. On the other hand, I mean, you know they're gonna do nothing. So like, how do you how do you get yourself to play and mm. be motivated and whatever else? And how hard is it for Bonamago to be a motivator at that point too? And he he probably knew what, like I mean he might not know he's gonna get fired, but he had to have like known like this is like really bad. Like I'm gonna be in the hot seat or whatever else. Like I think everybody when you get past to a one and nine or a one and eight point, you're just yeah. kind of like can this end? Then everybody's kind of like let's just get over. this over with. Yeah yeah. yeah. I have one more one more comment from a former sports editor who was Colin Logson. 
uh, who we all worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he mentioned the McDonald's one, of course, <laughs> and then he mentioned uh, the most. He said the most memorable memorable moment I had with him uh, was when we gave him the poster after the WMU win. We we made a poster in the paper that day using the mm-hmm. using the spread. It looks pretty dope. I still have it hanging yeah, out with my. Yeah, it's uh, Anyway, we 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 gave him a you know a nice print out of that poster after the WMU win uh, last year, and he. And, and he kind of teared up. Just to say that was hands down, like me and Cullen, like if, if Bonham Eagles listen out there, that was hands down our favorite football memory we've ever. Oh done. yeah, I will. Yeah, I will, that I will WMU get a game. One than that. Oh that yeah, was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah uh, anyway. He he he. Then uh, you know that after we gave him that, that's when he one of the times after uh, he he came to give us pizza like two weeks later, uh, and you know he said he was a great guy, uh, and and he wishes him nothing but the best. So. I mean that kind of shows it too, you know. He didn't have to, uh, he didn't have to go out of his way, but he figured he he would. And, you know, we figured if we're making this poster for the paper, we might as well print one out. You know, a nice one. You know, see if he bring it to his office, see what he thinks about it. And and the last time while well, I was in his office this uh, this season, still on the wall. So wow. <laughs> uh, well, it it was still on the wall. Um, so yeah. that that was good to see. <laughs> Andy, I know you and I this season. I mean, we were down there on the field and. We were at practice together, and, and we were both working on our stories or, or whatnot. And after, I mean, John and his wife Paulette just stayed there, and they talked to us for a good, what, I mean, 35 minutes, just about literally about anything anything and everything. I mean, they were giving us— And, it, and a lot of it came from Paulette even because she would just bring up a lot of a lot of players and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, might not get as much coverage because, I mean, on a football roster, there's so many people. It's so hard to find, like, all the, the small stories, which you've done a phenomenal job of this year. But like when it when it just comes to some of those stories you might not know, she just I mean she just fed us, dude. Mm-hmm. Like she she told us yeah. like so many different stories that we could have and angles we could have. Like that's the and she didn't you, have to do that. If, like, you're, she a, if just, you're a Michigan or Michigan State, you're not getting that with Jim Harbaugh or Mark D'Antonio. They're, right. they're not staying yeah, after and talking no, to you. There's no kind of like personal connection there. No, there's reporter and coach. There's yeah. no you know human like. And a lot of that has to do with how much media coverage they get. Like it's just something that's special here, I guess, for us. And that's, mm-hmm. I think it's why we have. The relationship that we have with this guy and why we remember what we yeah like, all this yeah. good stuff and why we had the situations like what you and me were just talking about that's just because of where we're at and the situation that we're in it's something to be thankful for in my opinion mm-hmm. because yeah. that's stuff i'm gonna remember for the rest of my life like yeah at one that's, point that's, i used to talk to central the central michigan head coach and his wife for no reason i mean yeah. we were just talking <laughs> and and that's kind of the interesting uh one of the interesting advantages at, of working at Central Michigan Life specifically uh, is, is we're there the whole season no matter what. You know, there's every once in a while, you know, I'm sure you saw it this season, Evan, there'll be a couple of TV news stations who will drop in. There'll be a couple reporters from Lansing that, you know, make the drive up. First there'll game of the season, couple, Western, yeah. Michigan State. Yeah, they'll just kind of drop in, it. drop back mm-hmm. out. Uh, but we're there, you know, the whole ride, and, and, and Bono definitely noticed that, and, and he made sure – uh, that he showed his appreciation. One of the last things I wanted to comment on um, for a Bono story is this w- This was after he was fired, actually. Um, there's a photographer who works for Central Michigan Life. Her name is uh, Alana Sparks, and she had a tumor in her brain. Um, she had brain surgery and, you know, got it all figured out, but she's just she was just having trouble paying for bills, obviously, because, you know, single mom and it was just like bad situation anyway she's healthy now um but she met john and and paulette a few years ago and this was after he was fired he tweeted uh how alana's 
it was like a GoFundMe page. They were trying to raise $6,000 to pay off the bills. Um, and John and, and Paulette, uh, they vowed to match any donation that was, was made. Uh, so if she hits 3000, they're going to give her $3,000. <laughs> and, uh, that just kind of shows, I mean, this is after the guy was fired. I yeah. mean, th- he probably wants nothing to do with the administration or the athletics program anymore, yeah, but he, I, I mean, he cares about the people here. Yeah. He cares about CMU. And, and, you know, I don't think there's any other, any other way to put it other than, you know, the guy, the guy is like giving away his money, donating his money to somebody that, who he met on campus, who is a student here, who, uh, who he believes in. Um, he, and he has the ability to make an impact like that, but it's like, you know, I, I come from an area where it's like, you know, a, a bigger city, I guess, from like Grand Rapids and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and when you, when you come to a town like this, like, you know, when I first started to come to school here, I was very confused, you know, like how I was going to fit in or if I was going to like this or even be able to do it yeah. for more than a year. The people here and, and Mount Pleasant in general are mm-hmm. just, there's a good vibe in my opinion. And it's like, most of the people are very positive here. He was just a, an example of he was all one of, of them. To me. Yeah, it's what has made this place so special to me. It's what's made me like when I had to graduate at the end of this year. It's what's going to make me miss it so much was mm-hmm. people like him. I mean, honestly. Yeah. So it's yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I and that that's the last thing I wanted to make sure I slid in there before we go ahead and and uh, and cap it. But did you have anything else that you wanted to you know add in there? Either one of you guys. I mean, I just really think directly on what you were saying with coming from a bigger city, right? I mean. I come from Macomb County, like that's a huge city in in the state of Michigan and or a huge county in regards to the counties around the state. And like, yeah, coming up here is different. Like there's not, not a lot of people. There's not a lot of things to do, do. (laughs) but there is, there is a hell of amount of love for each other. And that's Mm -hmm. the craziest thing. People care. And people do. And that's, that's why when, you know, you know, some of our stories come out that we have to write, that's why people get so upset about it because all all they think about is the person, the people that are involved. Yeah. That's what it is. Like they care about the people. And I, I just, I've always found that to be something that I really like about this place. And, you know, my girlfriend, she'll come up here from wherever and she'll be like, why do you even like this place? Like, I don't understand <laughs> it. Like, people don't get it that aren't from here. Yeah. Like, they, they just I mean, don't understand it. When you live here, you really do start to get it. this. Is a, it's a great community to be a part of. Yeah. And that's why he didn't want to leave it. I mean, that's why it's so hard for the guy. CMU, you definitely have to find your place. But after you find your place, there's no doubt, you yep. know, in, in being here. And, you know, so... Everybody who whoever comes here, it doesn't even matter if you're like a reporter or not. You you you'll you'll grow on the place. Trust yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's the last thing I wanted to say. Other than you know, thanks to you know Bono and and Paulette for for the four years and being such so good to to CMI specifically. Uh, that's that's probably what I care about the most. And and obviously around the community, big big impact around the community. So. Um, anyway, I think that's all we got for uh, Maroon and Bold this week. Thanks for listening. Hey.